Blog Talk Radio. National Podcast Day is September 30th, but what is National Podcast Day? It's pretty simple and you can help spread the word. National Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide through public engagement. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved with National Podcast Day? It's easy. Head over to nationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions, but ultimately these options are endless. Remember September 30th, nationalpodcastday.com, and let's start the conversation. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is T-Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified reconnective healing practitioner, sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. You can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want, and you can get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's www.audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. We have a great show coming up today, so listen carefully if you're going back out there into the dating world. You know, are people constantly telling you, you're such a good catch. And then do you wonder, if I'm such a good catch, then why am I still single? Have you started dating, but you're finding it just isn't going well? Well, we're going to discuss all of this on today's show. With the help of my guest, Rosalind Sadaka, you will learn what to say and what not to say as you venture out into the dating world. You know, after all, it's not what it once was. And if you haven't been on the dating scene for a while, I would think it would be very scary, and I would find it myself to be quite daunting. So listen carefully as we discuss all of this on today's show. My guest, as I said, is Rosalind Sadaka. She's joined us here at Energy Awareness Radio before. She is recognized as the voice of child-centered divorce. She is the founder of the Child-Centered Divorce Network and author of the internationally acclaimed ebook, How Do I Tell the Kids About the Divorce? A Create a Storybook Guide to Preparing Your Children with Love. In addition to being a certified corporate trainer and divorce and parenting coach, Rosalind is also a dating and relationship coach. She is the co-author of 99 Things Women Wish They Knew Before Dating After 40, 50, and Yes, 60, and co-creator of the Dating Rescue 10-Week e-course for women. Now, Rosalind is on the board of directors of Online Parenting Programs, Inc., where she co-created the 8-hour and 12-hour anger management courses for divorcing and divorced co-parents. She is a weekly writer for the Huffington Post Divorce Section, an expert advisor at ParentalWisdom.com, a contributing expert for Divorce360.com on the panel of experts for the National Association of Divorce for Women and Children and ParentalWisdom.com, as well as a contributing editor for Exceptional People magazine. She's also the national first place winner for the Victorious Women Award. In addition... Rosalind shares her expertise through personal and group coaching services, teleseminars, her blog and newsletter, as well as TV, radio, and print interviews. So you're going to get a whole lot of information. Obviously, she knows what she's talking about. She's an invaluable resource. So we're going to welcome her now. Welcome, Rosalind. Thank you so much for joining us yet again. You've kind of become somewhat of a regular on Energy Awareness Radio, and we are so very grateful for that. How are you being? I am wonderful. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. I love the energy on the show, and I'm eager to um, chat. Yeah, me too, because this is an interesting topic. You know, I mean, I have a lot of clients who come in, and some of them are just getting back into the, the dating scene. And and I think it's a great subject because, you know, dating, it can be hard and scary, and people don't necessarily know how to get started. For instance, just a couple of weeks ago, I had a client relay a story about a lunch she had with a gentleman, and I asked her if she wanted to see him again, and she said, well, what do you mean? And I said, you know, would you date him again? And she said, I wasn't on a date, and I started to laugh, and I told her, well, maybe you weren't, but he was. (laughs) She was totally clueless about dating, and clearly she was not prepared, clearly, (laughs) you know? (laughs) 
And I thought that was kind of funny. So I know that this is really something that people absolutely need because I guess it can come up and just kick you in the pants and you don't know you're on a date. <laughs> you kind of have to be aware. And That's there true. are a lot of people, yeah, who are, and I'm quoting this. So I know that people are saying to themselves or to other people, yeah, I'm putting myself out there or I'm putting myself back on the market. But they also know that they haven't dated in anywhere from like 10 to 20 or 30 or more years. And they know that, you know, the world's changed. It's a lot. It's challenging. And the rules have changed significantly, you know, to the point where there really are no rules, I don't think. (laughs) And having said that, there really ought to be. And that's where I think you come in, Rosalind. So here's a loaded question. When does someone know actually when they're really ready to get out there and date? Is that where we should Whoa. start? Maybe not. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a very good question. And I just want to add that um, in addition to those who it's been years and years since they've um, dated because they were in a, in a long-term relationship or marriage, there are also those who just were scarred by a, a relationship, you know, a few months ago or a year ago, and, and they're starting to get ready to get out there too. It, it, it's just as serious for them and um, frightening and intimidating for them. So <clears throat> regardless of what your circumstances are, uh, let's let's explore uh, some of these factors. And the first question is, was um, when do you, do you know and you're ready to, to get back out there? You know when you start having a feeling that you desire to meet other people. And it really has to do with when you've let go of the past baggage of your former relationship or relationships because if you're moving out and and telling yourself or or telling the world because you're being pressured to get out there and start anew but your mindset is still very much enwrapped in the drama of the past you're not ready and it isn't Mm -hmm. fair to new partners because you're not going to be a prospective partner it's like saying you're you're moving ahead towards someone, but your head is 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 turned around facing back. So your body is moving forward, but your head is looking backwards. It's not a healthy way to even begin a relationship. And you certainly don't want to find anyone who on the other side who's doing the same thing. You have to be psyched up to say I am re- open and ready and excited about the prospect of meeting a new partner. And then you have to know what you want to meet that new partner for. Is it just some casual dating because you want to get out and do some things versus I'm looking for a life partner, a serious person to to spend a long-term future with, and so I don't want to waste my time on frivolous relationships. I'm looking for that special person in my life. Those are two very different goals, and one may lead down the line to the other, but you need you need to know because before very long you want to make sure that you find out what level your partner is at. Um, we all know that there are many men who are just out there to be players, who who are looking mm-hmm. for um, fun and uh, sexual experiences and and just having a, a woman uh, on their arm in whatever level of relationship they want to call that. Um, and that's fine if you're the kind of woman who is looking for that too. But if you're not, then it's a terrible mismatch to be with someone who's, dating three or four other people while you're looking for a serious partner. 
So all of those things, of course, complicate matters and open the door to lots of discussion. But first, introspection. And that makes sense because you can't, unless it's like saying you can't love someone else unless you love yourself. It's the same thing. You can't possibly, if you're not prepared, be in a relationship with someone else if you're still stuck in the previous relationship, whatever it was, or you still have anger built up about it. You really need to get past a lot of things in order to move on, or you're going to end up in the same kind of relationship and bring all that baggage in with you and destroy that relationship. And sadly, too many people are in that cycle of repeating patterns without realizing that they are patterns, but that's what happens. We keep finding the same person with a different face, but it's basically the same type of person. You're treated the same type of way. You have the same type of drama, the same experiences, the same frustrations. You break up and you find someone new and you repeat that same pattern. And while most people are blaming the other people out there and, and eventually start saying all all men are jerks, all women are jerks, and discarding relationships, what's happening is that we're not looking at the only one who's always with us in those relationships, and that's us, and saying, mm-hmm. okay, I have to do the inner work now, because if I make a shift and I make a change in any factor the outcome is going to shift and change for me, and so I will be meeting a new type of person, attracting a new energy into my life, and everything will shift. So the answer is always looking to us, looking within and looking at ourselves. We can't change the world. We can't change the partners that we're attracting. That's not what we want to be doing. We want to be attracting the right people into our lives to create happiness and harmony. And, you know, that's interesting because I, I refer to that as the who's the common denominator. And people will say, well, I don't know. And I'll say, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not hard. If you're the only person that's dating these two or three people, and, and I don't have a problem with people dating multiple people at the same time as long as they're dating them and nobody's being led on and everybody knows exactly. I'm just dating. I'm just dating people. Exactly. Because that's pretty much what you did in high school, you know? You just went out on a date and then the next Friday you might have dated somebody else. Nobody said it was mm-hmm. a long term relationship. But I think some people really believe if you if you had one date with someone, you know, and you're going to have a second one, you can't possibly now go out with somebody else. And and this is actually it's emphasized on, on sitcoms. You know, where they make may make it funny to say, oh, you're dating this person and now you're dating that person. Well, yes, what's wrong with that in order to get to know people? There's really nothing wrong with it as long as you're doing it the right way. Totally, yeah. It has to do with the honesty. And that's why knowing what stage of dating and relationship you're in is important, and that takes communication. And mm-hmm. everything in relationship, the number one and the number 100 the most important thing in relationships is communication. We we can't yes. bypass that because nothing works without being able to talk about it and feel comfortable being ourselves talking about it. So, um yes, there are there are no rules except the rules that you make. We carry unconscious rules with us, and sometimes we make assumptions that other people have the same rules as us, and those rules are based on family values growing up, uh, cultural values, religious uh, values, um, lessons we've, we've learned in, in middle school and high school, uh, multitudes of, of experiences come together, and then we all have our, our rules about what you should and sh- shouldn't do, that, that 
uh, armed word should. The problem is that, that our partners have their own shoulds. And when you break someone else's rule unintentionally, it it can create a lot of problems in a relationship, whether it's at the early level or, or much longer into the relationship. So talking about those beliefs and not making assumptions really simplifies life on every level of, of communication and every level of relationship. Sure, it doesn't matter what the relationship is. It can be a work relationship, friendship, romantic. It doesn't Family, matter. Sibling, parent. Right. Yeah, you have to. The communication has to be there, and it has to be there for both parties. If you're the one communicating and no one else is, it's time to back away and say, you know, I did the best I could. And and if you're not going to get any kind of communication reciprocated, it's just not. Then you're taking on something and trying to make changes that are not going to happen. You can't. You know, it's like beating a dead horse. You just can't. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's a, a song that came out um, this this year that was fairly popular called um, "Say Something." I'm giving up on you. A beautiful, beautiful song, and I thought that it was a a great lyric because we don't always hear that expressed in in songs. But say something. I'm giving up on you. There are relationships where there's one person who keeps begging and and pleading to to find out what's going on with the other person and the other person just does not want to or cannot communicate their needs and finally you do have to step away you have to pull away from relationships that are unfulfilling for you or at least express what you're feeling very clearly so that other person knows why you're so frustrated and why you're stepping away because uh, relationships definitely are a two-way experience and there are exceptions to this. I, there's a woman who I was speaking to, and she said, you know, her current husband, her first husband, they ended up getting a divorce, and then she met this gentleman. And for years, they lived next door to each other. <laughs> and she didn't know it, okay? They lived in the house next door to each other. He ended up getting a divorce. She ended up getting a divorce. And then somebody introduced them, and he was hot to trot for her. He just really, he was he did everything for her, and he kept saying, I'm going to marry you. And he said this to her, like on the first or second date. And she said, I am not interested in marriage. I am not interested in getting involved again. I've got two kids of my own. You've got four. I don't want to do the Brady Bunch thing. And then he was just very persistent. And she would laugh at him and say, I'm not interested. I'm just not interested. But she would go out with him. And she would say, all right, I'll go on a date, but I'm not interested in anything more than just going out and having company. And she ended up marrying. I'm pretty sure they've been married about 15 years now, so it's working out for her. But I thought there's a clear case of he was persistent. He was very persistent. And she decided to just go along for the ride. And she said, you know, and it worked out. (laughs) So there's something to be said for that, too. You know, it's it's a little – it's not your typical thing. And those are the – I guess the exceptions that prove the rule, correct? Well, if if the the overall chemistry is working and there and so many other factors are good in the relationship, then yes, those those things can work. But mm-hmm. um, the the important thing is not selling yourself out with the demands that you have and the expectations you have in a relationship because you don't want to settle. Yet at the right. same time, too many people eliminate a number of prospective good partners because they have these inner rules or shoulds about what the partner should be like. And that that becomes a real limiting factor in a relationship. 
when you're letting height and weight and color of hair or what their profession is influence whether or not this is a person for you too quickly. You you really want to give people a, a chance, especially if you get into midlife and beyond, because our values are different than when we're in our 20s and starting our first relationships. or we, We're understanding more about life, and we're looking beyond just how attractive these people are. And there's, there's many other qualities that, that start showing up with um, partners, but we have to get to know them to discover their integrity, to discover their character, to discover the fact of how dependable this person may be and how committed they are to being there for you. These are traits that you don't discover on a first date and make you know superficial decisions. So I, I do recommend that, that people give one another a chance, even if you're dating several people. Uh, give them a chance you get to know them because we don't get to know people just overnight. And then I also recommend giving it a long enough time that you get to know them on a deep enough level because some people sweep you off your feet and it's a very superficial relationship. And then six months in, you're finding that you're being treated in abusive ways or you're being treated Mm -hmm. in controlling ways or manipulative ways. And um, you need to really take the time. I, I like to tell clients that you want to see your prospective partner sick and um, dealing with major crisis situations. You could see how they handle life when it isn't always going our way because the honeymoon phase is is wonderful for everyone. But we don't live honeymoons, and we we really want to know how does someone handle, um, you know, getting fired from a job or or having some health crisis come along and or hearing some, some bad news, and that's how you see how they handle, treat themselves, and treat you during those situations, and it gives you a gauge of the the real character of, of the person that you're, you're in a relationship with. That is a very good point, because I think sometimes people jump the gun, and the other yes. thing that I'd add to that is, when you're in a relationship, if you have a trusted friend, or you're seeing a psychiatrist, or a psychologist, or a therapist of some sort, and you can discuss with them different things, they the friend you have to listen to what they say because sometimes people don't realize they're being controlled it can be passive aggressive and they're not seeing it and you can see oh this person's dating that person but that's the same relationship she had when she divorced that other guy and you mm-hmm. want to make sure that you're not telling them what to do but you want them to open their eyes because the first phase is of falling in love let's face it you're crazy you know you fall in love and we all cut people slack for falling in love cuz oh you're on cloud 9 but that's not real you know that's not real life that's not reality right. at all uh, so I think sometimes it's, it is good to have someone else who's, you know, outside of your life and on your side and can see things more clearly because you're in the forest. You absolutely cannot see the trees. You know, you're just in it. And one of the things that comes up every once in a while, people will say, well, you know, third date's coming up. It's a biggie. And I'm like, why? What's this third date thing? And then when somebody's telling me the third date thing is you have to sleep with the person or you're never going to see him again. I'm like, well, what, who came up with that? What, where does this come from? That's yeah. a stupid rule. I don't understand yes. that at all because somebody should be willing to wait. If you Three dates, I'm sorry, going out to dinner, even if you have five hours with the person, 15 hours is not long enough 
to just jump into bed with someone unless unless there's some kind of chemistry or something like that, which maybe, you know, you just want to, I don't know. I don't get that. Do you? <laughs> well, I, I totally agree with you, and I'm so glad you, you bring that up because, you know, many, many years ago there were two women who wrote a book called The Rules. And oh, yeah. I think that started from that. It was a very destructive book. It, it mm. uh, There are so many destructive things in it um, and games that they, they were teaching women to play, and it, it's the last thing you want to do to create a healthy, lasting relationship. So I agree with you that every relationship is different and, and every two people are different, and you can't, you can't um, live by preset rules about how soon you you become intimate with someone because I I believe you need to just feel totally comfortable and totally ready. And depending on your background, your former situations, your age, all those cultural um, variations that you have, that will determine when you're ready. And I think if you don't have the ability to talk about sex and intimacy in advance before you're actually having sex and intimacy. I think that's a mistake. You want I remember when I was single and just just to quickly uh, give my background, I was married for mm-hmm. 20 years. I was divorced and then I was single for 6 years, uh, met my Mr. Right and I will be married 10 years in um, this coming Thanksgiving. So I've been mm. on both sides of of the spectrum and when I was single and dating I used to have every man um, go f- bring me a, a doctor's test about AIDS. Just um, mm-hmm. get the I did the test, and I had every partner that I was considering over the, that period of time have the test, and we and we discussed it. And then we at least knew that we were not dealing with that. You also want to know about herpes and and various other things going on. You can't just fly into bed with someone because they're so attractive and then later on deal with the consequences. I I have many female friends who develop herpes because of doing just that. And, you know, these are lifelong consequences. So if you're not comfortable discussing intimacy, discussing how you feel about this or that and, and the, the, you know, the way you feel about romance and, and sexuality, then you shouldn't be having sex. And once you do, there, there's a level of comfort that comes. You're talking about it. Obviously, you're you're cuddling and experiencing um, intimacy on deeper and deeper levels as you get to know one another, and you're anticipating it. It's something that, that is kind of exciting and romantic to be waiting for the test results to come back and to be, you know, talking about these things and and then and then it happens. So if someone is coercing you before you're ready, that's not a good sign. And if someone isn't patient and willing to wait along with you, that's not a good sign. Um my husband waited 3 months before we were intimate because I was dating th- two other guys that I met him when I was very casually dating two other guys and then I started dating him as a third. And he was a nice guy, but I didn't fall madly in love with him on the first couple of dates. And then slowly over the next two months, um, I realized that um, he had great traits, and he hung in, and I broke up with one of the guys, and then I was dating the two, and then I broke up 
with the second guy, and only then was I considering becoming intimate with my husband. And he waited. He he felt I was enough of a treasure for him that he hung on there. And then when we did have sex, it was it was a fabulous experience and and really worthwhile. I I doesn't mean that everyone has to use a certain number of weeks or months or dates as a rule, but you have to wait until you're comfortable and never before you're comfortable because that's a sign of manipulation and control that that isn't a good one. If someone is asking you to do something when you're not ready, then they're not really respecting your own boundaries. So take your time with all of that and talk about it. And do you do you know that statistic-wise, um, seniors have a higher incidence of sexual sexually transmitted diseases than any other group um, right now? It's growing more rapidly in the senior population because they're yes, not I think thinking. They're safe. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's pretty scary, you know, to think that. Um, you're, there, there you are starting a relationship and um, dealing with with all kinds of things that you never experienced before in, earlier in life. So you don't want to be starting now, and you you just want to be safe, and you want to see how talking about important issues are because if, if you're dealing with someone who is just on and charming and and it's like you're in a, in a movie. It's fun and it's exciting, but you can't build a relationship on that. I think one of the big keys that that I always look for and and tell my clients to look for is authenticity. You want to be able to be your authentic self in that relationship, and you want to find someone who is their authentic self. Because if both of you are, are playing games and trying to be what you're not, how long can that last? It may last for three days, but ultimately the truth's going to come out. That's why when when um, people and like the authors of that rules book and and there are other relationship coaches who say, well, go where the men are. So you know that means you know go to a football game or a basketball game because there's always lots of men there. Well, if you're a woman who loves that, then that's absolutely perfect. But if you don't happen to like football and basketball, don't show up there and and find a guy who's totally absorbed in sports if it turns out that that you're into dance or theater or something totally different because after a a, a short while that that it's going to become a difference that may not be a, one that you could complement one another with you so i suggest go to places that you love to be and let let the energy that you're exuding, that that you're ready to meet someone, work because even if there's mainly women there, all the women at that event have brothers and cousins and neighbors and friends who are men, and they could still introduce you to someone. So it doesn't mean you have to just be hanging out at places. You don't want to be artificially doing things just for the sake of finding someone. Live your life. Live your best life. Make your life filled. Don't sit at home and wait for someone to knock on your door. But fill your life with being interesting and doing things that fulfill you. And the door will will open if you are in a mindset where you're expecting and open to receiving, meeting someone who's who's special in your life. 
That's absolutely true. We're going to take a short break here. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, many of which we've actually discussed on the show, including The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, The Courage to Be Free by Guy Finley, uh, Message of Hope from the Angels by Lorna Byrne, and, of course, Dr. Bernie Siegel, who has been here innumerable number of times just search for his name and you'll see a vast number of his books on the site there are so many books available from so many different authors and the best part is you can listen to audiobooks on any device including whatever you're hearing us on right now and if you sign up at our url which is audibletrial.com slash energy awareness you get one free audiobook along with a one-month trial of the service so go ahead and write that down www audibletrial.com slash energy awareness to find the books of interest to you. We appreciate all of our listeners and we're so grateful for your support. So remember, the site is www.audibletrial.com slash energy awareness. Thank you, audible.com. You know, it's interesting, a couple of things that you said and when you said, you know, your uh, husband said, you know, I guess he waited and he found me to be enough of a treasure. You are. We all are. Everyone is a treasure. And if we looked at people that way, relationships would be a whole lot different. And then, you know, in order to find someone, there are so many dating websites and there's that speed dating stuff that people do. Do you think those are worthwhile or do you think that's a good way for somebody to just, like, not jump into the water, but get their toes wet and say, okay, I'm, I'm starting to get back into the dating pool. This is a good way to do it. Well, I think it's we're living in a wonderful time to transcend the barriers of meeting new people and expand our horizons way beyond we ever could have 20, 30, 40 years ago. So depending on your personality and style, test and try the things that are available. Yes, for some people, speed dating can work in narrowing down a a bunch of potential people to one or two that you say, yes, I'd like to have a date with, and then you're starting on a date to get to know each other better. But the speed dating can give you an idea of some of their interests or background and their personality style. For others who may be shy and it's a slower process, talking for three minutes to someone, you, you just don't even know what to say and do, and it doesn't work. So know who you are and how you work. Uh, online dating can be very successful in finding a partner because you can qualify them first. Now, be aware that there are many people out there who are lying and you have to have your radar up, but you really can qualify by by age, by religion, by values, by by all kinds of, of um, qualifications, as, as to, especially for interests and, and things, so that if, you, if you're an outdoorsy, hiking kind of person, um, meeting someone who just likes to go to string quartet concerts isn't a good start. doesn't mean that mm. the relationship can't work, but I believe that the more commonalities you have, the easier it is for, for people. There's always going to be differences, no matter what. No one is a clone. But start with common interests and, and also common goals. If you're looking ahead at, at the future, especially if you're midlife or, or older and you're thinking about how do I want to live my retirement years, and if one of you wants to spend their time traveling the world and exploring sites you've never seen, and the other one is a homebody and wants to spend more and more time with the grandchildren and the children and, and just being of value in the community, 
well, even though you may really like each other, that that goal is so different that you're setting yourself up for major challenges, just as if you were meeting someone who didn't want to have children when you did. That's, that's a tough one to overcome. So you want mm-hmm. to find commonalities on major life issues and then be open to other things because th- there's always going to be wonderful differences that you can explore about one another, learning more about the other person's interests. But there should be enough commonalities, and that's the value of um, online dating when you really can determine in advance enough qualities so that when you meet someone, they just happen to be a very good fit. And uh, so, yes, take advantage of all the opportunities that are out there. Use the Internet and then be aware that, unfortunately, there are people who are manipulative and people who are um, deceitful who are also out there and so you have to that's why you want to take your time and you want to be be very mindful of red flag issues you want to really know if someone is is a winner and versus someone who you should be very cautious about and trusting your gut is very important mm-hmm. about that you know i think very often we will say, hmm, I, I I don't feel that good about this or something that person said or something they're doing, and then you let it go because you move on or they sweep you off your feet in another way and you kind of let it go. But the red flags start popping up, and after a while you're in a red flag relationship, and and that's not good. So trust your antenna, and as you said earlier, um, Ask the people that you know around you and get their take. If there's a consensus that this is not a good partner, I would definitely heed that advice. You could have some differences of opinion between some friends because everyone is going to see the world differently. But when you get a very strong consensus, um, you you want to step back and and acknowledge the fact that um, these people are seeing things that you may be too blindsided to be seeing right now. Absolutely. It's it's sometimes it's a lot easier for someone who you trust and as you said, if there's a bunch of friends and you can get a general consensus then you know, you really have to look at that and say, Why is everybody seeing this and I'm not? Well it's because you're living in the land of Lala right now, you know, <laughs> we all get it. But we're trying to pull you out and say, Hey, here's my hand, grab it, let you know, let me save your life, you know. The uh one of the interesting things about preparing to date I think is that, you know, a lot of times when I see people who want to get back out there they really want to know what it is they need to do first and sometimes it's as easy as you know you need to spruce yourself up because what you know you've been in a relationship and you get used to each other and you're wearing sweats on the weekends or whatever when you go out you need to be able to not change who you are you want to be your authentic self but you want to be your best authentic self and you want to look nice and you want to you know shave your legs uh, make sure that you smell good trim the nose and ear hair, because if you do get intimate, you don't want somebody flossing their teeth, you know? I mean, just, there are certain things you need to do, and yes. I mean, and that's not that's not changing who you are. That's just like putting no. your house on the market. You live in the house, you're no, living it. it. It's exactly like putting your house on the market. If, if your house is on the market, then you can't leave your underwear on the floor when all through the day, because the realtor may be bringing people to that house, right. and so every day you have to leave it looking spiffy. 
same thing. I agree. If if you're really seriously looking for someone, you don't know where. I was in a uh, supermarket once, and a guy was walking around with with a like a five year old child, a little boy, holding his hand. And when after after I left the the cashier, he walked up to me and said, "You know, I've never done this before, but you just you just looked like such a." A lovely woman. Um, I'm single, and I'm hoping you are. And I was wondering if you might want to have a cup of coffee and get to know me, so we get to get to know one another. And I ended up giving him my phone number, and, and we dated for a while. And he was a very nice guy. You you just don't know where you're going to bump into someone or have a conversation, or someone is going to introduce you. So yes, you want to look your best. I suggest you know get a haircut. Just do things that'll shift your mindset so you feel like a new and improved you. Um, you know, get, get a, a, a special um, outfit that, that you like to wear on a, on a first or second date and pay attention to those things. And be, be out there because that's very, very important. Um, and most people are looking in the wrong places. If, if they're getting frustrated about dating, they're not excited expanding and exploring the full spectrum of where they can be. So it, don't go to the places that you've been going or you're used to going or you always would go if you knew you were starting to date again and get out into other environments that are just different. And think about taking a class or attending a, a, a lecture or or an event that that's of interest to you and joining a club, being part of an organization, those kinds of things where there's activities and events and social minglings. Take dance lessons because other singles do that too. Um, what, whatever it is, break out of your comfort zone of just doing the same, and it will be very effective for you. Uh, another thing we want to talk about along those same lines is if if you're – um, coming across as too needy or desperate. There are some mm, people mm-hmm. who have, they don't realize it, but too quickly they move into asking the wrong questions about commitment, uh, falling in love too fast, and acting as if they, they are so needy and desperate for a relationship. It People will move away from anyone like that. No one wants to be with a clingy, desperate partner. So if you think that may be an issue for you, it has to do with self-esteem. It has to do with not really loving and valuing yourself enough and feeling, oh, I'm I'm lucky if I find someone who's going to want me. And that's like putting a sign on, on your your chest saying, um, hurt me, abuse me, because there are right. there are people out there who are attracted to desperate, needy, clinging people. Some some will drop you quickly, but others will take advantage, and that's how you get into relationships with controlling, manipulative, uh, abusive people. So that's that's a sign that you need to get help. You need to see a therapist, join a support group, uh, take a course. Um, a program there's so much available today that you can do to make that shift everything in life is about making a shift so that you're not repeating the same you don't want to be the same as you were 10 20 30 years ago and the only way to do that 
is to feel differently about yourself, and then you will attract different people to you. So coming across as desperate is is a, a, a no-no. Also being too set in your ways is a no-no. Um, if, mm-hmm. if you have such limited parameters of how the, your Mr. Perfect is supposed to be, or Ms. Perfect, then then you're um, setting yourself up for deep frustration because you're you're eliminating so many people and expecting them to fit into your exact pattern, and then you look and you say, well, there's no one out there. But the reality is is that you've you've created too many barriers and limitations, and you're just too set in your way. And another um, piece of advice is be careful about getting advice from the wrong sources. Yeah. Uh, too many people will talk to family or friends who are jaded, who have been hurt, who don't understand the the consciousness that that your show is all about, and if if they're not coming from that place of high self esteem, and if they're not understanding the things we've been talking about, well, they're giving you advice that's going to set you into a deeper and deeper hole, and and. Um, make you either settle too soon or um, be be so selective that you're going to limit your, yourself from, from good people. You have to make sure if you're getting advice, you're getting advice from people who are happily in a relationship and, you know, are, are sharing something based on their own life experience. So be very careful about who you're listening to. I know a lot of men are listening to other men and uh, who are telling them what women want. Well, they don't. <laughs> uh, that's why right. <laughs> um, my my sister, who's a psychotherapist, and I uh, wrote wrote a, a special program for men, uh, mastering the challenges of dating, a success formula for men, be giving them a woman's perspective of what women want. Because if a man is really ready to date looking for a serious relationship, then this program will, will let them know what women are looking for and how to be a better dating partner. And then we created the Women Dating Rescue 10-week e-course for women, which in 10 weekly modules gets women set up from psyching themselves up and releasing old patterns to um, knowing where to go on a date and um, ha- how to... Um, experience the the date and open yourself up to changing the energy that you used to have so that you can really attract a, a person who is on the same wavelength as you. And um, and that's at womendatingrescue.com. So it, it's important to really be getting advice from trusted sources who know, because too many people are just <laughs> giving each other erroneous information and what you know all of their lives are are disappointing and frustrating and that's not what we want for your listeners no and another thing is that sometimes you know you have a group of friends and you think that they're your friends and supporting you and then there may be a couple of people who are seeing you 
better yourself in a number of ways, and one of which is to get back out there and date, and they start to get jealous. And that can mm-hmm. really throw a wrench into everything. And if somebody starts in, you kind of have to you kind of have to know your friends, and you have to know, is this person authentic with me and really feels good for me and wants to support me, or is this person just saying this stuff and is a little jealous? And, you know, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. I see it in clients, and I think, yeah, you really need to avoid that person a little bit because they're not giving you the best advice. Sure. Why do you listen? to them sure. you and, know and sometimes of, i'm just going to say sometimes those very people will sabotage your relationship and, yeah. and and talk you out of a relationship because they are jealous they don't they don't want yeah. you to be with that that great person yeah they don't want you to be happy that person you know seems like perfectly they're they're playing the part of i have a perfect whatever relationship marriage whatever it is and they're seeing you get into something that really is perfect for you and they're Mm -hmm. jealous because they don't have it it's sad but it does happen so you kind of have to be cognizant of that one other thing we're getting toward the top of the hour but one other thing that i think is really so huge today when you go out on a date and i don't you know i just know this from going to lunch with people and going to meetings and stuff shut off your phone Are you with that person or are you with your job? Are you married to your job? You might not be married, but you might be married to your job. You might be such a workaholic, as it were, that you can't put your phone down. Or are people texting you saying, how's it going, and you're texting back? Shut off your phone. If you want a relationship with a person, then shut up your phone or just have the relationship with your phone. I'm sure there's an app for everything. There's probably an app for that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I think that's very, very true, and that's another reason why we have to be so observant, uh, especially on those early dates, because if you're with someone who is is paying more attention to their phone than to you, that's an early warning sign. They may be a mm-hmm. great person, but if that's if that's the level of attention you're getting and you're competing with their career or, or their phone, then um, that's not a good sign, so... Um, yes, you need to do that, and you need to watch the way that your your partner is behaving. Um, I know for the younger generation that it's more more common for people to text, ask each other out, and text um, after the date rather than talk on the phone, which to me is, is a sad experience because mm-hmm. talking on the phone gives you the nuances of, of hearing voice tone and um, there's expression and it's the second best thing to looking eyeball to eyeball at someone. But you, when you're on the phone, you really can understand a conversation in depth. When you're texting, it's simplified, it's superficial, and it's very hard just because you use a little emotion sign that doesn't mean that you're really expressing <laughs> what what you're what you're saying and what you're meaning uh, and so if if your relationship moves into a place where that's the primary uh, mode of communication um i i would really say step up and insist that you start talking on the phone to one another because those long hour long calls on the phone when you're when you're first meeting and and getting to know one another those are the ways that you really get a feeling for who you're with and and their sense of humor and um their interests and it's an important way of of learning and if if texting means you're just going to have you're slowing down the process of finding out about one another so um you're, you're so right about that 
Yeah, soon people will just be getting married via text. Yeah, I'm I'm here with you. I'm working. Okay, I do. I do. Yeah, okay, it's good. I'll see you tonight. And, I mean, it's crazy. It's it really is crazy. And it is yes. scary. And, you know, this is why we have test two babies. I think that came out years ago so that we could get to this point and it would just be, you know, this is what life is like. People just mm-hmm. hook up, and that's the end of it. There is no relationship. They're just having sex for the mm-hmm. sake of having sex and moving on. Because people don't understand the intimacy of relationships. If you look at marriages that are longer, 30 and 40 years, and you see that these people at the 30 and 40 year mark are currently now using their magic phones and texting each other more than they are spending time with each other, there's more than likely a problem in that marriage. More than likely, there's a problem because they're not talking one-on-one, which is how they came through that marriage. So now it's an excuse. Oh, good. Now I can only have to text. I've seen this in people, and I really believe strongly that that probably is is a really good indicator that you guys have a problem and you probably need to go to a therapist because it could help you so that you can get back and find that intimacy that you might be lacking just without communication. I mean, the first thing we started with today was communication. That doesn't mean texting. It means true communication. Texting is just, you know, got a flat tire, I'll be late. That's how I look at it. Absolutely. Well, I totally agree. And, um, Otherwise, you have a relationship without intimacy, and that's more like a yep. business partnership. Yeah. It's, it's yep. not what a re- the relationship we're talking about. Fortunately, the people who are listening to your show know know that. I think that's why they're attuned to you, and they and they value the level of consciousness that that you're bringing to this topic and and everything about relationships. And so you're you're talking to people who understand that and um, really care about the things that we've been talking about because they under, understand that that intimacy makes intimacy and communication are really the the areas that really create the foundation of of a healthy relationship. And you know we're almost at the top of the hour, and you're kind of like the go-to source to get help with that to figure out what do I need to do so that I can have the best possible relationship and do it in a way that I'm not going to be divorced in five or ten years and getting married again and then doing it all over again and, and, and yes. become cyclical. You don't want that. So, you know, we are almost at the top of the hour, and I really want to thank you so much for joining us yet again. But before we go, would you please tell our listeners how they may learn more about you and your work? Wonderful. Well, I, I highly recommend that um, women listeners uh, go to womendatingrescue.com because it's an outstanding program. You could see a lot of testimonials there from people who have taken it. And it, in, I have a, a reduced uh, price for your listeners on this uh, website, and it will just – Transform. It'll make the shift that people are looking for, womendatingrescue.com. I also have a Create Your Ideal Relationship Kit for women over 40. And to see that, go to womendatingafter40.com, womendatingafter40.com, and you'll be able to get that information about that program. As well, at that same website, I have a free ebook for everyone on um, the answers to your most asked dating questions, dating and relationship questions. It's really chock full of great advice, and you could pick that up at womendatingafter40.com. And as I mentioned, there's a men's program at mensdatingformula.com. So um, if you have any male friends looking for serious relationships, that's the place 
to go as well. And if anyone wants personal coaching, just email me at Rosalind Wrights, that's R-O-S-A-L-I-N-D-W-R-I-T-E-S at gmail.com, Rosalind Wrights at gmail.com. Now, Rosalind, does each one of your websites have a link to the other websites? Because it's such a, there's so much information in their different websites. It, will somebody be able to go from one to the them, other? Not all of them do. The, the dating um, the women dating after forty um, dot com has um, the information on um, the Create Your Ideal Relationship Kit and the free ebook, and then Women Dating Rescue has the information on the other programs. So those two okay. will will do the trick. You can link to each other. Okay, great. Yes. That's so good. Oh, that's wonderful. So listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live, productively, healthfully, purposefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and they too may make the world a better place for all. Thanks again, Rosalind. I really appreciate your sharing time with us here at Energy Awareness Radio. If you just hold on until I sign off, I'd like to talk to you for just a couple of seconds afterward, okay? Sure. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So go ahead and get your calendar out and make note of it now so you remember to tune in next week. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archived list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year, including upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. If you're not in the area or you cannot make a concert, you can order my CD, Imagine, from the site as well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
I got a man. 